Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Recalibrating the Scales. I'm your host and Chief Executive Resolutionist, Normie Avasca Scales, at your disposal. The Art of the Covenant, Scout's Honor. Convey, convene, convey, consent, confide, conceal, none other than the crafty, artful covenant that is, bonding, soldering, the word, the word, (laughs) prevailing between extracted thoughts, slithering, Voyaging through the corridor, laboring as parted mouths, stripped, severed souls, tethered and toiling between pages, beholding, rendering, uttering, delivering, algebraic equations, civic emancipations, philosophic Socratic methods, Plato's Republic, alliterations, unearthing the hush, abruptly halted in vintage literature, buried immersed in the sands of time. Welcome back yet again, ladies and gentlemen. Please let me convey edgewise that the aforementioned poetic prelude labors as a reflection of an intense, and I do mean an intense, academic immersion. My son and I had executed this past week, indeed daunting and grueling for us both, yet we'd essentially extracted the gratitude for committing, promising, and following through on our plan to play literary catch-up. Yes, it was homeschooling to the nth power, the infinite power, that is. Hence, this inspired this episode. The gift extracted from this moment, um, which basically, essentially, it was essentially, as I mentioned, a a day of catch-up as a result of allowing things to become compounded over the course of time, day after day, allowing one task to spill over onto another day, another hour, another minute, et cetera, et cetera, until I'd taken a stand. I'd grab the comment by the tail, seize those grains of time, per se, nailed us both down, and we weathered through all 12 books, yes, of quite a variety, Everything from Plato's Republic, as alluded to in the aforementioned poem, to algebraic equations, 
But in the end, the gift of, of it all, ladies and gentlemen, my dear listeners, was hearing my son convey that despite his agony <laughs> amid that session, in the end, feeling a, a, that surge of empowerment and accomplishment for having completed an array of tasks. So this in turn evoked this episode, keeping one's word, kept promises, beholding the covenant, ladies and gentlemen. Here are a few quotes, and these are actually included on the episode page. Is it true or false? Do you agree or disagree? Do people with good intentions make promises, but people with good character keep them? In the words of a wise soul, I feel keeping a promise to yourself is a deep reflection of the love you have for yourself. I used to make promises to myself and find them easy to break. Today, I love myself enough to not only make a promise to myself, but I love myself enough to keep that promise, per Steve Mariboli. So let's turn, as we've done in recent episodes, and hear the words and thoughts of some authors in which I stumbled upon on the subject of kept promises, keeping one's word. After all, it's like, you know, if, if you don't have your word, you have nothing. Word is bond, ladies and gentlemen. Here's the importance of keeping promises, even pinking promises. And this is written by an author, Emily Marks, on the Odyssey Online. Okay. Paraphrasing in her words, or she notes that I'm a firm believer in pinky promises, something about entangling my pinky with someone else's for some reason, convinces me that they'll keep their promise. Sometimes a pinky promise holds its value and works. Other times I'm left disappointed in its validity and success. I'm also one of those people who doesn't make promises unless I can keep them. I know what it's like for people to break promises. I'm constantly reminded of the disappointment when you realize you don't know if you can ever really fully trust someone. They did break the pinky promise, you know. I find myself forcing people into pinky promises. I like stability. I also like, have come to know what to expect from non-pinky promises. Maybe I'm still a five-year-old at heart who doesn't want to accept or believe that people could actually break their promises. Or maybe I'm a 21-year-old looking for someone to trust, someone who I know I can confide in and count on to be there for me. Keeping promises is important in the continuation of happy and healthy relationships. Knowing you can trust someone is one of the key stepping stones to any relationship. We spend so much time making promises we cannot uphold, which just ends up essentially hurting our loved ones. I take pinky promises seriously. If you pinky promise that you'll do something or won't tell a secret, etc., you better keep it. I will remind you that you made a promise to me and that you didn't keep it. Every promise you make after that will be questioned. I will ask you, are you sure you promise? You're not going to break it this last time like last time. Think about this. Would you like someone to promise you something and then fall back on that promise? If you said yes, I'm a bit worried. But if you said no, you're probably in the majority. A lot of social interactions depend on the trust you have in a person. There's not much in a relationship if trust is absent. If you can't trust someone, how are you supposed to feel comfortable being 
yourself around them? How are you going to be vulnerable, whether it be emotionally, mentally, or physically, around that person? How are you supposed to go to them about your issues if you fear, fear they'll spread your secrets in personal life? Simply put, the answer to all of these questions is, you're not. <laughs> My advice is to keep your promises. If you ever have a promise and you're questioning whether to keep it or not, think about how you feel if someone broke a promise with you. Would you be irritated, upset, disappointed, or mad probably? It doesn't matter how small the promise is. A promise is a promise. A promise is a promise in my eye. And those are the words of India Ari in the song. At the end of the day, per the author, she needs people that she can count on. People, we all need people who uphold their promises, especially pinky promises. We understand that things arise, circumstances arise, and make it impossible to keep your promise at times. We get it. She gets it. But please, make yourself someone that can be counted on. All right. So uh, let's toggle over to Michelle Geelan, Psychology Today. Why keeping your promises good for you? Ask yourself these questions if you find that that you break commitments. What was the last promise you made to someone, ladies and gentlemen? Yes, honey, I'll take out the trash after, after dinner. I promise we'll give you a promotion in six months. I'll be there, I promise. If you're like most people, you make commitments to others all the time. How often do you keep your promise? How often do you hold your appointments, as I say, or uphold your commitments, as I insisted upon with my son and I this past week? Holding our appointments, carrying out or executing what you've committed to, promises, etc., It's impossible to follow through on every single one, granted, every single one you make in life, but how many you break and how you handle it when you do is key to understanding yourself. So just to clarify a promise, as defined by the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, a promise is as follows. It's, quote, a declaration that one will do or refrain from doing something specified or a legally binding declaration that gives the person to whom it is made a right to expect or to claim the performance or forbearance of a specified act. When we don't uphold our promise to someone, it communicates to that individual that we don't value him or her. We've just chosen to put something else ahead of our commitment. Even when we break small promises, others learn that they cannot count on us. Tiny fishers developing our relationships marked by broken promises. We're not only communicating all of this to others, we're telling ourselves that we don't value our our own word. We think that it's okay to let someone down, to say something we don't mean, or fail to follow through on something we said we would do. Not keeping a promise is is the same as disrespecting yourself. Ultimately, it can harm our self-image, self-esteem, and our life. If you're making more commitments than you can keep, ask yourself the following questions. What is my motivation behind the promise? Why am I making a particular commitment? What is my intention? Am I doing this for the recipient or for, for thyself? Sometimes we do something purely out of good intentions. Other times, it's for what we will receive. We might believe that we need to say yes to basically to essentially get what we want or ensure someone will like us or value us. We tell people what we believe they want to hear so that they're happy, they're content. 
but be honest with yourself about why you're committing to something. What are you getting out of the deal? That might clue you in as to whether or not you should make the promise in the first place. Am I being realistic? That's a question per the author that we should ask ourselves. Life happens quickly. It moves at light speed. And we often have to pick and choose, select how we spend our time. Consider your schedule and ask yourself if this is a promise you can keep. It is always better to undercommit and overdeliver than overpromise, promise, and fall short. Question for the author Is it crucial for me to make this promise? There's nothing in life that says you must make promises to others. We all can't stand the boss who looks us in the eyes and commits to something she can't or won't deliver. Don't be that person. If you don't know if you can come through or not, it's fine to simply set appropriate expectations. Tell your neighbor that you would love to help plan the block party, but you're uncertain if you can do it because of your busy schedule and that you'll let her know next week. People respect honesty even when faced with an answer that might not be exactly what they may have wanted to hear. Question, per the author again, when I break a promise, do I handle it well? When we unexpectedly get the holiday shifted work, do we let our family know as soon as we can that we won't be able to make it for Thanksgiving? When a significant event arises that prevents us, impedes or inhibits us from meeting a friend as promised, do we give that friend a heads up early enough so that she can make other plans? Most people are reasonable when it comes to a change of plans, as long as we have an explanation and are kind about it. So keeping these things in mind can help us manage commitments more effectively, which helps us feel positive about our track record. Keeping our promises is good for others and essentially good for us. So here is yet another. A promise is a promise. And here are, I'm going to give it an extraction of this article um, written by Frank Sonnenberg. Again, it's titled, The Promise is a Promise. So he basically asked, do you think before you make a promise? What if you can't deliver on your word? We've already established that. Does it really matter? The world isn't going to come to an end, is it? Well, actually, no, but have you considered... Many people are pretty casual about making promises. As a result, promises are frequently made at the top of a hat with no real intention of keeping them. Let's do lunch. I'll call you later, and I'll be there in five minutes. Are all examples of throwaway promises that are frequently made but seldom kept. However, this casual attitude can have real consequences. When you break a promise, no matter how small it may seem to you, alarm bells aren't going to go off but it can damage your relationship or your reputation or credibility. Think about it. When someone else breaks a promise to you or gets it caught in a lie, doesn't that make you feel violated or cheated? You can't help wondering whether you were wrong to ever trust that person. Getting away with a lie can also be dangerous because it fools liars into believing they're invincible and that they have little chance of getting caught before you know it. Lying can become a habit, forcing liars to spend precious time and energy keeping their stories straight. Once others learn about the lie, some people may forgive, but they surely won't forget. So promise to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you God. A promise is a promise. Some folks apply a rating scale, believing that breaking a big promise, a tall tale, 
is inexcusable, while a little small white lie is acceptable. That's simply false. While breaking a big promise such as failing to repay borrowed money can torpedo a relationship, reneging on promises such as being on time casts doubt on future behavior. Remember, trust is built through a series of experiences shared with others. When behavior is consistent, faith in the relationship develops. When promises are broken or people are misled, the bonds of trust are breached. Broken promises imply that the offenders either didn't think before making the promises or don't care that they've let you down. They're also implying that their needs are more important than yours. So be careful about the promises that you make and with whom you make them. Never promise the moon, ladies and gentlemen. If you can't uphold your promise, then please don't make it. For example, you may not be able to guarantee someone a 5% investment return, but you can show them your track record and promise them that you'll work hard on their behalf. You cannot guarantee that you'll arrive in two hours, but you can promise that you want to leave at 10 a.m. You can't promise anyone sunny weather, but you can promise to hold the umbrella open for them if, if it rains. Some broken promises are excusable. If you cannot deliver something on time because of an uncontrollable, an uncontrollable event, such as a family illness, most people will understand that the lapse was unintentional. On the other hand, breaking a promise intentionally, oversleeping, for example, is different. You'll have to face the consequences. When you distort the truth by exaggerating, spinning the truth, or withholding key facts, you also weaken your credibility for the future. Half the truth is often a whole lie. There you have it. Point blank, blank, case in point, ladies and gentlemen. Lying comes in many forms, and some people exaggerate or stretch the truth as we know it to make something look more attractive. Others spin the truth by presenting selected facts that support their position. Withholding key facts is also lying, lying by, by omission, we call that. It's clearly meant to deceive. When you tell a lie, everything that you say in the future may be treated as suspect, as Friedrich Nietzsche said. I'm not upset that you lied to me. I'm upset that from now on, I can't believe you. And again, those are the words of Nietzsche. When people are dishonest, they send the message that they lie because either they don't have a strong case or they have something to hide. Once they're caught in the act, liars will find that others may start requesting everything in writing, may start looking over their shoulder, may question their motives. Most importantly, after they lie, everything said from that point forward won't carry the same weight or credibility. You're judged by the company you keep. Very true. When people cover for the misdeeds of others, they're as guilty as those who committed the crimes. If you're tempted to cover for someone else, first consider whether it's worthwhile to put your own reputation on the line for anyone who's undeserving of your good name. Your word is your bond. There was a time when keeping your word held, held special significance, my dear listeners. We took great pride in being of good character. Personal integrity was both expected and valued. That was a time when everyone knew each other's family, and you wouldn't do anything that would cast a shadow on your family's good name. Okay, and now I'm basically quoting the author here. It was a time when integrity was instilled in children at a very early age and was viewed as instrumental in achieving success. The truth is, our world may have changed, but the importance of integrity has not. While we may not know everyone in our own town, the world is still smaller than you think. 
I agree, there's six degrees of separation. Create some bad news and you'll learn this for yourself. Every time you give your word, you're putting your honor on the line. You're implying that others can place their trust in you because you value integrity and would never let them down. It goes without saying that if you don't live up to your word, you may end up tarnishing your credibility, damaging your relationships, and defaming your reputation. Most importantly, you'll be letting yourself down. But when you operate with complete integrity, what you say will be taken at face value. Your intentions will be assumed honorable, and your handshake will be as good as a contract. Most importantly, you can take great pride in the standards that you've Set for yourself and sleep well at night. Rest well knowing that your conscience is clear. As for others, just when they think that they're fooling the world, they'll realize that they're only fooling themselves. A promise is a promise, after all, in the words of the author. Speaking of promises, I did regrettably fail to mention that I actually had drafted a covenant Yes, a mini contract between my son and I from everything from executing and consistently maintaining one's hygiene to just common courtesy and respect, respecting spaces, maintaining spaces. We both signed and agreed, or he signed and agreed. And on the subject of children, I'd like to share with you snippets of a final article And this is written by Dana Hall McCain, titled Five Reasons for Keeping Promises to Your Children. Okay, So paraphrasing, children have amazing if selective memories. For instance, my children might not be able to see, to remember, to put on actual shoes prior to to entering the car, to run errands with mom. But if I promise on Tuesday that we'll get ice cream after school on Friday, you can bet it will be the first thing out of their mouths when they hop in their car on Friday afternoon. Fascinating. It's just as well because that accountability pushes us as parents to be true to our word. We often make promises, and we're well-intentioned when we do this. And then life happens. Circumstances change. Schedules become compressed, overflowing. We think think of multiple reasons why following through with our pledge is too inconvenient or impossible. But there is importance lying underneath the surface of those little everyday promises. It's the foundation of a relationship, the construction of lifelong character, and the setting of a standard to a high level. Consider these five good reasons to keep promises to your children. Keeping promises teaches your children they can trust you. We want our children to take us at our word about all sorts of important things, faith, values, relationships. If they can trust us in the little things, if they can't, then how can they trust us in major things? Two, keeping promises to children models personal integrity. What your children want your children to be the best kinds of people who keep their promises. Then don't just talk about it, be about it. Model it for them. We have to serve as their examples. The more your children observe you keeping your word, according to the author and to others, uh, even when it's not necessarily when it's challenging the more likely they'll be to do the same. Number three is keeping promises to your children tells them that they're important. Your children will notice if you keep your word to others but not to them. How you prioritize your time and therefore your life is not lost on them. If you have time for all your hobbies and favorite TV shows but no, quote, time 
to take them to the park as promised. It telegraphs to them that they're less important than those other things that you've elected to do amid your days, your hours, and your weeks. Four, keeping promises to your children builds respect. These are all commonsensical, ladies and gentlemen. How many times have you heard a parent lament that their children just don't respect them? It's not always the case, but sometimes that respect has been eroded because the child sees a lack of integrity in the parent. Integrity is a key ingredient in respect. So, uh, therefore, upholding promises feeds that respect. Number five, Keeping promises to your children teaches them how to have good relationships. Again, relationships are built upon trust in the home, the workplace, all sorts of contexts. By modeling promises, keeping with your children, you're equipping them to be better spouses, better employers and employees, and better friends. So training children to treat people well will result in better relationships for them throughout their lives and um, ultimately lead them to stand better chances and better lives as a result. So I hope that you've extracted, again, the, the greater good, the grit, the substance, the meat, the pulp from this episode, ladies and gentlemen, and that you incorporate and implement these into your daily lives. I'd like to applaud all of my behind-the-scenes Team Bradley members. And all of you spanning, especially audience members, all of my listeners, magnifying throughout the globe, both Team Bradley and you listeners, this, basically all of you, this episode rests upon your very broad shoulders. So I implore your support and your continued listenership. Until the next episode, this is Normia Vasquez-Scales signing off. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.